Empire. In football, this may be the new thinking cap. You know, Lee and I talked a lot about, you know, the risk involved with going into sporting equipment, especially something that covered the head. And we just wanted to make sure that our message was crystal clear that, you know, even today, 10 years later, you can't conclusively diagnose a concussion. That's Erin Hansen. She and her husband, Lee, created Guardian Caps, a protective device that is showing it can reduce the risk of head injury in contact sports significantly. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. Aaron and Lee Hansen are not one of the big tech companies pushing their solutions to major corporations like the NFL. No, they're a family-run small business who has a solution to head injury, but they're finding out that good ideas don't just automatically get incorporated. There are logistics and, at times, some politics at play. Let's welcome in our guests, Aaron Hansen and Lee Hansen, the owner, CEO of Guardian Sports. Lee is the science behind the Guardian Cap, which is a one-size-fits-all soft-shell cover that snaps onto many different styles of helmets and reduces the impact of hits to the head. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Lee. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Hey, Thanks you for having us. Uh, I'll get into the cap itself in a moment, but can you just start with the idea behind Guardian Sports? Where did that come from? Well, it, it came from a couple of different places. Lee and I have owned a material science company for about 25 years now. And so we provide solutions for a lot of different applications, all wrapped around chemistry in one way or another, wrapped around science. So Lee is the brains behind the coding of the Vice golf ball and max fly golf ball and truck bed liners and bulletproof flats for the military and so many other applications. But we are strictly the, the brains behind products and have never gone straight to market with any of ours. We um, provide solutions for companies like BASF, 3M, those kind of companies. And then they take the products to market. So we had a gentleman come to us with an idea for a flexible shell helmet in 2010, <laughs> way behind, way ahead of the time, I would say, you know, almost the precursor to the Vice's helmet. And he asked us for help in developing the shell. And I think it was just too radical at the time. And helmets had largely been in change for four years, if not longer. And so, um, that was not getting any kind of traction, but we saw the science behind it. And we saw the data behind it. And as the parents of five children, we have four girls and then a son, and he was just starting to play. And we said, you know what? We just know, we know too much now not to do anything. And so we said, what can we do to help retrofit all those helmets out there? And we felt like, you know, especially in the high school and youth leagues, you know, people can't afford state-of-the-art helmets all the time and a lot of these high schools have you know helmets that that are five years old six years old that kind of thing and, and they're not going to turn around and even when the vices came out spend 1200 bucks on a helmet and so we said we need to create something that's a one-size-fits-all that that retrofits and turns any hard shell helmet 
into a soft, flexible outer shell and reduces some of the impact. And for us, it wasn't just helmet to helmet or helmet to ground. It was helmet to knees and ribs and elbows and ankles and all of that because we knew that, you know, that that impact adds up over time. So take me back to 2010 for a moment. I'm trying to remember the timeline. Concussions were not the issue, right, in the NFL at that point or in sports at that point. We were a little ahead of that curve before it became a big, big deal in the media and and in in the fan world. You know, Bram, it was just, I mean, I think it was just on the cusp. The American Medical Association in 1968 recommended that helmets have a soft exterior. So I'm not going to say that the medical community wasn't aware of it. But I think that, you know, football was a tough man's game. And, you know, my dad played at Purdue in the 50s. And he came up through the ranks, you know, where the the helmets weren't so hard and didn't have a face mask. And then, you know, they had had a lot of guys having injuries with skull fractures. So the the helmets became really hard on the outside to to stop that injury from happening. happening. And, and it worked. You know, skull fractures were eliminated. But they didn't know that much about brain injury and the long-term effect of having that hard shell helmet. So in 2010, when we went with that gentleman to the concussion symposium that the NFL was having in Manhattan, and we presented his concept with our science behind it, I mean, we were we were really laughed out of the room. It was you know, football is a made-for-TV sport, and the sound of the collision, I mean, that was that was the highlights that were shown on ESPN over and over and over with the sound of, of the helmets, and they didn't want to take that away. Huh. And so that went into our thinking behind Guardian Cap as well. You know, if they're going to hold on to the pageantry of the game, at least let's work on practice. And so, you know, the teams that we have wearing guardian caps, they wear it in practice during the week. And we said, you know, if we can eliminate the accumulation of all of those subconcussive hits all week long, that's got to play into a better experience for the player long term. Man, if all we had to do was replicate a sound of a collision, boy, that solution could have come a long time. Could have gotten an audio technician to figure that one out for the NFL. <laughs> Where's Hollywood when you need them? Yeah, no kidding. Um, all right, so so you had this idea. It came to you. You started working on it 10 years ago. Obviously, the news cycle changed where concussions and head injury became forced to be a paramount issue to football and many other sports as well. Um, so tell me about the track to get to the cap that is being utilized in sports now. Um, we haven't changed the design that terribly much because – you know, as we're self-funded, you know, we are a faith-based family company at our core and we wanted to kind of control our own destiny. And, you know, I'm not going to tell you it didn't go without sleepless nights going into this, into this journey. You know, Lee and I talked a lot about, you know, the risk involved with going into sporting equipment, especially something that covered the head. And we just wanted to make sure that our message was crystal clear that, you know, even today, 10 years later, you can't conclusively diagnose a concussion. So, you know, our language has always been, you know, we don't purport to prevent concussions. What we do know is that mechanically, we can scientifically prove that we reduce impact. And 
we believe that over time, reducing that impact makes a difference. And so, you know, the, the helmet, because because we're self-funded and because, you know, the testing we did on the original, you know, we can't afford to change it too much because then you, then you start over with all of the testing. And none of that comes inexpensively. And, you know, you would think that, I think people think that there are independent testing companies out there that are willing to pay for that. And it just, that's just not the case. And so I think that we had testing data that showed that, that we were reducing up to a third of the impact on these guys. Yeah. And we wanted to stick with that design. So we changed, we changed the fasteners to make those a little bit more rugged. And we did all of that. But by and large, the cap that you see today is, is what we created in 2010. And, you know, it really helped us with the NFL Head Health Tech Challenge in 2017 and us winning that inaugural challenge paid for testing. And so, you know, we had that data as well. And, and the NFL did ask us, you know, they said, hey, you know, we're seeing the benefit of these caps at the testing speeds that are required for high schools and colleges, but let's ramp it up to NFL speeds. What can you do for us? So we did add a little bit more impact absorption to the inside, which added about four ounces. That cap that we use for youth in high school is less than half a pound. I mean, it looks bulky, but you can barely feel it. Yeah. And so this is only four ounces more. So the, even the NFL cap that's been approved for practices is, is, is 11 ounces. It's still less than a pound. Um, I don't want to get off track for a moment, but I'm just curious since you know this data, um, when you say you need to ramp it up in the testing for the NFL, it suggests that the impacts are much harder and come much faster than college or high school. Can you quantify that at all? Can you, can you give us a sense of what the differences in levels from high school to college to football to NFL? Sure. Sure. The velocities for the high school testing are from four meters per second up to seven. I think it's 7.8 meters per second. And the NFL goes even beyond that. And what's so exciting about the testing that the NFL just did with Guardian, which allowed it to be permitted for the NFL, was that they actually replicated. It's so cool. They're, they're filming every hit now. And they're actually replicating those impacts that were sustained by NFL players during games from 2015 to 2019. So they're not only studying. The, the previous testing was really just a linear drop test. And then now they're actually setting rotational and seeing how helmets glance off of one another. So hmm. the NFL's speeds are, speeds are faster and the impacts are just different. The science is just much more advanced. 300-something-pound linemen. Yeah, and then you get 300-something-pound linemen that are going after each other. Yeah. That's a lot, of, a lot different than a 180-pound uh, high school student. Lee, take me through some of the science behind it. Um, how does it work? Uh, it's obviously it, it's, it's fifth grade uh, physics. It's uh, Newtonian science. It's basically deflecting and absorbing the energy. So you're, you're basically using the, the Newtonian science to develop a product that can take the energy and reduce it. So when people are always sitting there saying that the brain slams against the skull. Well, if you don't reduce the energy, yeah, the, the brain uh, moves a lot more. If you think of the car, why do you have uh, airbags in the car? The airbags in the car prevent you from slamming into the uh, 
front of the car, yeah. the dashboard. It just slows everything down. It just slows down. everything down. And that's exactly what this is doing. That energy on the outside is acting like a crush zone in a car and absorbing that energy. Um, so the NFL is utilizing this in practice now with some of their teams. Um, do you sense that th- this is something that can be utilized in games? Is that something, does does it alter the look of the helmet too much at this point? Like, where are you on trying to get this into live action? Yeah, for sure. And I think the biggest pushback that we've had, you know, and and it's changed over time as science has has made people more aware of the long-term effects of hitting your head over and over. I know that the Purdue study years ago showed that the average high school lineman takes 1,100 to 1,500 hits to the head every season. And, you know, I know that if my 15-year-old went over to the wall and within a three-month span started hitting his head on the wall, you know, 1,500 times over a three- or four-month span, I'd say, my God, you, you need to stop. <laughs> what are you doing? And so, you know, I, I think as, as the science has changed, people are a little bit more open, but not much. You know, they want that game to stay as unchanged as possible. Yeah. And I know that they've made rule changes. And so that's why I feel like we're a perfect fit because it's during practice. Who the heck watches practice? You know, who's, who's watching you? Why do you need to look, you know, super cool and tough in practice and, and show the logos? So we're by and large a practice device. I think that there are several, there's a handful of high schools, a handful of states rather, that allow it in games and there are high school players who, you know, maybe have had previous injuries that wear it in games or there's several teams that wear it in games, maybe some private schools. And then there's, there's youth, youth will wear it in practicing games, but I don't, I'm not aware. I think there were maybe one or two colleges that asked for permission for specific players to wear it in games, but I'm not aware of it being used in any college games. Yeah. Not in college, but a lot, a lot of, like I said, a lot of the youth, a lot of high schools are because the coaches and the parents, have come together and said, wow, we're seeing a difference during practices. Why are we taking these things off during games? And that's why they said, hey, let's let's get together and let's start wearing them during games. Yeah. It, it is. That's just, that's just a handful. I mean, it's amazing, though. I mean, what we're talking about here with the safety is that aesthetics and acoustics matter. And <laughs> that's... That's actually hard to hear on some level that like we don't want the shape of the helmet to look different because people have been accustomed to what it looks like and that would affect the brand. And, and we don't want the collisions to stop happening because people are used to hearing that sound. And it seems that those are the two things that really shouldn't be the most important things when we talk about this. But but I guess that's where we are. You you just described our, our mission in a nutshell. You know, that's that's the part that we quite can't get over. You know, I love football. Yeah. Uh, my grandfather was a coal miner in Ohio, you know, he supported eight children. He was six foot four bent over in a mine every day. And the reason that our family got out of that entire way of life was because my dad got a full ride to Purdue. So, you know, football for our family was life changing. Love the game. But I feel like now that we know more, we've, we've got to make some changes and do more. You know, we had a, we had a mom call to return caps from a team in Texas. And I said, you know, we, we don't get returns. You know, once once a team decides to try it out, they they stick with us. I think but Clemson's going into their eighth year, eighth, eighth, eighth season with us. And I said, can I just ask why you're returning the caps? And she said, well, my son's team decided to wear them in the game. And 
the other team, the opposing team came up afterwards and said, hey, man, thanks for having those caps on. It didn't hurt us as much when you hit us. <laughs> and the coach said, we can't have that. That's an advantage <laughs> because they were able to hurt us and we weren't able to hurt them. Wow. And so take those caps off. These kids were eight. <sighs> Eight-year-olds. Wow. And that that's the kind of sickening story that you hear that you just can't quite get over. Yeah. Oh man. Um, all right. Let me ask the dumb question then. Um, if that stuff still matters, the, the acoustics and the aesthetics still matter. Is there any way to get this thing underneath into the lining of the helmet so that it's not visible at all and doesn't really change the shape or dimension of the helmet? People ask that all the time. And that's where you're changing the Newtonian physics again. It's all about having the soft, hard salt. You want to have the salt on the outside. That's why the Bice's helmet is designed the way it is. It's got a soft shell. That's why the new uh, Rydell Flex has a flexible. That's why the uh, Shut uh, uh, new helmet has a, uh, a, a flexible uh, part to it. So it's force in is equal force out. It's simple. Physics. So if you're reducing that force in, you know, if it, if it hits the cap first and we slow that down, then, then that hit isn't going to be as intense by the time it reaches their head. And so... Yeah, it's, it's it's like NASCAR with the you know the flexible outer walls. You know that's why they put those walls up around the NASCAR track. But we, you know, I mean, Bram, it's really common sense if you think about it. If if you were standing right now and I had a three hundred pound lineman who was coming at you, coming at your knee, you know, would you want him to have more padding inside his helmet and hit you with the hard shell, or would you rather have him have a pad between you and you know, between your knee and his helmet. Yeah, we've had the, the engineers at um, NFL have talked to us, and they've, they, and they've uh, done all the studies, and that's what they've proven. They've tested all the helmets without pads, helmets with pads, and they noticed the helmets with pads make a significant difference. And it, it, it's just, it comes down to, as we say, it's, it's all about science. Uh, this, it's, this is like a conundrum, and I'm now, now I'm frustrated by it. Because I'm sitting here going, what 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 do you what do you need? Like, do you need some entertainers to come out and say that this is cool so that people get used to looking at it, and that would change the mentality? I, I, I don't know. Like, where are I, we here? I mean, that's I don't know. I you know it's interesting. We went to an NFLPA um, meeting, and I stood at the front of the room, and I took two hard shell helmets, and I had one in each hand, arms spread wide and crash them together, and it was like a gunshot. You know, these guys are so, you know, they're, they're, that's the sound they don't want to hear. And it, it was funny, and then and then I tell them, I say, here, put your hand between these two hard shells, I'm going to crash them together. And they're like, hell no, you're going to break my fingers. And so then you put two guardian caps on, and you can put your hand flat in the middle, crash the two together, and your hand's fine. So for us, it's, you know, it's, it's not the hand injuries of fingers getting smashed between two hard shells. It's not the quarterback throwing and crushing a finger on a hard shell. It's not helmet to ribs and, and knees and all of that in practice. And we feel like the, the, the more impact we take out of practice, the better your guys are going to feel on game day. I mean, is the goal to, to look good at practice and have the sound at practice, or is the goal to be healthy at game day? And so – you know, we've, we've had a lot of feedback from those college players. That's, that's the beautiful part of, of doing this for the past 10 years is, you know, we get the former former college players coming in saying, um, 
you know, I, I, I don't feel fuzzy after practice. I, I don't have a headache after practice. Even my son, when his team started wearing them, he said, you know, he said, the one thing I'll tell you is, is, is my head's not hurting after practice. And I said, well, I didn't know your head was hurting after practice. And he said, well, why would I tell you that? You wouldn't let me play. Huh. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's a little bit of everything. And, and, and it's just like you said, getting, you know, what can you do? Get the word out. You know, having the NFL permit these in practice and release testing that showed improvement on all hits. I mean, that's exciting stuff. And I hope that, I hope that it filters down. I mean, my passion is for those nine to 11 year olds with rapidly developing brains. I mean, I, I want to see these guys be able to play as high school players and, and be able to go to college and, and go to the NFL and, and, and not, not let us know what, you know, what kind of reper- bad repercussions it had because I think there's so many benefits that, that football provides these guys and the community. I mean, I can't think of another sport in high school that involves everybody. You know, we went to the games. You've got the band parents, the cheerleading parents, the football parents. It's, it's, it's an exciting sport, and we want it to continue just in a safer way. And, and uh, just very quickly, um, the application isn't just for football, right? I mean, concussions are a problem in many contact sports. You, you're using this in other sports as well? Uh, some of the lacrosse teams will use it for their goalies, but you know, we, we also saw some benefit in hockey. We put a, a guy who was coaching junior Olympics and they had some little kids learning to skate. And he said, you know, when we're teaching them to skate, it usually takes three weeks because they crack their head on the ice and they don't want to skate anymore. So he said, you know, that soft side helps. So yeah, I, I think eventually we'll expand, but for right now, I mean, we've, we've just been trying to spread the word about football as much as we can and, and help as many players as we can. Aaron Hansen and Lee Hansen from Guardian Sports, the inventors of the Guardian cap. Thank you both for joining us. You're welcome. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Brian. On the next Future Sport Podcast, turning game day into a day trader's dream. You would be able to flip through, or as you're watching Red Zone, you're seeing someone getting into the Red Zone, so you might want to pop some shares right there, see if they actually get in and sell them. If they, if they, if they either both ways, if they, if they made it in, you can sell them for a little bit of a profit, and if they don't make it in or they take a field goal or, or they turn the ball over, you can sell those shares right away and wait for the next opportunity. That's Scott San Emeterio, owner of Ball Street Training, where a new market for the weekend warriors may turn into a lifestyle for gamblers. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. The Future Sport Podcast is brought to you by Three Advanced, developers of sports tech apps that are AI-powered and UX-focused. So if you're looking to create some apps for your startup or your sports biz calls for some artificial or business intelligence, you should check out Three Advanced. They're incredible. Go to 3advance.com. That's the number 3advance.com.